Hey everyone, it's me, it's Evelyn, and um, today I'm going to be talking to you a little bit about my vacation. Uh, we got back and are exhausted beyond words, but it was absolutely worth everything, and I've got some great news. Uh, I actually was able to conquer one of my fears. Um, for any of you guys that have been listening for a while, you know that I do a series uh, here and there. It's actually one that started last year about fear with age, about how as you get older, you start getting afraid of things because you watch 60 Minutes and you talk to people that have experiences and you're like, I never want that to happen to me. And, um, you know, you start to not go places that you usually would go. You start not being excited about heights anymore and you stop, you know, riding rides and doing all the stuff because you hear about all these things that happen. And, um, I have been trying to conquer that. I've been trying to reverse it, which a lot of people don't really talk about. And if they do talk about it, they don't want to conquer it. They just kind of want to go with the flow. And um, I'm totally comfortable with going with the flow with this. But at the same time, I refuse to give in to um, all of my all of my fears. I don't want to close that door on a lot of those chapters. So um, I did try, uh, you know, several months ago to, you know, conquer my fears in riding the ski lift at this place called Anakista in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, or it's in Gatlinsburg. And it was 600 feet above the mountain and there was no, nothing holding me in. If you want the whole story, you'll have to look back into, um, when I talked about when we went to Pigeon Forge. Anyway, I totally chickened out, had a nervous breakdown, was, you know, almost in tears. Um, but I was sweating and, you know, I did just that the, the ground below me looked like ants and I was freaking out. I was making people sing to me and I was shaking. It was, it was terrible. Um, it was a fail and I felt so defeated when I got off of it, uh, at the top of the mountain, uh, because that's what I wanted to do. I thought about it for a really long time and I put myself in the mindset of the challenge, whatever. Anyway, Part of going on this cruise was to conquer some of those fears and some of them I went for. It took a little convincing and some of them I did not uh, because there simply wasn't enough time. And trust me, not an excuse. I would definitely say if it was something different. Um, But we did so many fun things and my mom is here to talk about it with us, uh, which is awesome because it was a family trip. And um, we did a lot of really cool things. So I'm just going to talk to everybody about that today. And, um, you know, it's going to be a pretty quick one. I always say that and it ends up being like 50 minutes. Um, But I'm going to talk to you guys about the ship that we ended up taking, the places we ended up going. And we really learned about some great culture and ate some authentic foods and all of that. So I'm going to be talking about that. Uh, We got back a couple days ago, um, and it's still, you know, kind of been a whirlwind of just talking about everything that we did do, talking about the next one that we're going to do, talking about what everything looked like, uh, felt like, uh, when when the next one's going to be. We've got cruise fever now. Um, it was, it was awesome. They were very clean. Um, 
and they took you know incredible care of us a lot of people before we left were like you're going into a petri dish of germs and bacteria and it, there we couldn't have been cleaner they were having us wash our hands and sanitize every two seconds and you know it was even the entertainment um you had to um you know be a certain distance away and and everything it was really careful and nice and enjoyable uh, anyway, for those of you who don't know also, um, I had actually bought the tickets for this cruise three years ago. Yeah, that's right. Three years ago. And I was living the office life and I, you know, was taking my breaks and lunches and just doing all this planning of these places that I've always wanted to go. And then when the pandemic came, um, you know, it, it kind of just kind of threw everything into a tailspin and it had gotten canceled several times and I didn't think I was going to go and they had sent me refunds on a lot of the extras and a voucher and all this stuff and I was watching YouTube and I was still, you know, working with my diet lifestyle from the VSG surgery so that I could be fit enough to enjoy some of the things that I was going to conquer on the way. Um, it, it turned into something that was a much bigger goal than what I was anticipating. And when it came time, I actually, when we were walking on the ship, I, I teared up a little bit. I got a little bit emotional because of how much time I put into thinking about it and planning for it and uh, paying for it. I mean, it was a lot of you need this, you don't need this, you should do this, you shouldn't do that, you should probably try this food at this restaurant. It's really good. Don't waste your time with this. You'll skip the lines with this. Make sure you put your reservations in here. Make sure you get your COVID testing here. It has to have this. It don't, they don't accept it if it says this. And it was a lot of little work. It was hard. I remember uh, a couple podcast episodes ago telling you guys about how challenging it was to do all the administrative duties that they require of you now. We did have a travel agent, but mm, very nice people charged us, which really, from what I understand, travel agents usually don't charge. Uh, gave us some information, but it was kind of like if you had a friend who also went on the trip who was telling you about what they liked the most about it, which is what we're going to do with you today. Uh, and you know, there wasn't much administrative that they took care of at all. We did it all of ourselves, which was kind of crazy. Uh, we were lucky enough though, that when we got there, we didn't have to wear masks, which was awesome, except for in the terminal. And we didn't have to wear bracelets or anything like that to show anybody that we were in fact vaccinated. So that was cool. We didn't have to be separated from those that were unvaccinated either, and right now, currently, knock on wood, anything that brings luck to you, that we stay in this lull of, um, you know, stopping the spread, which is awesome. Uh, so, uh, because I talk you guys' head off all the time, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wrap myself up for a second. I'm going to go to a break and then I'll be back with my mom after this message. All right, I'm back. Thank you so much for listening to the message and staying with me and uh, listening to, uh, hopefully, things that are going to help you plan your next vacation. 
Uh, I don't know if those of you that are listening are the traveling type. Uh, Some people love the staycation. They love to stay at home and that's the most relaxing place for them. I used to think that I was that way too until the pandemic. Uh, when I got to really, uh, get the most out of my house, because I used to always tell everybody that since I bought it, I never got to spend any time in it because I was always working in the office. Uh, and once the pandemic hit, I spent so much time in my house that a vacation is really feeling like getting out because I don't get out very much. So, um, hopefully you are able to extract some tips and tricks and, things like that, a little motivation for your fear with age. If you're like me and you're starting to become a little bit more afraid of things, a little bit more fearful, a little bit more analytical of some of the risk taking things that make that adrenaline go. Uh, and you challenge yourself, like I've challenged myself to kind of go into the uncomfortable a little bit and see how far you can take it until you either go the whole way over or you chicken out and have to regress and take a step back and think about how you would do things differently. Anyway, so my mom's sitting here with me. Say hi, mom. Hi. And uh, she she was one of the people that came on to the cruise with with us and uh you know we had an amazing time she was planning it with me the entire time uh and it took a little bit of convincing at first but then she took the leap herself and um we were gone for uh eight days and uh we took uh royal caribbean symphony of the seas it uh at the time and all across the three years was the biggest ship in the world until two weeks ago when Wonder of the Seas came out, and it is only bigger by a few inches. So we really got to spend a week on this floating city, which I didn't know really what, I mean, I knew what to expect because I watched a ton of YouTube videos, but I didn't know it would be so encompassing, uh, and which is, which is what it was. Like, you almost feel just so small in this vessel that's so massive. Uh, but when we checked in, we were able to pick up all the extras that I had gotten over the course of the last three years. So, uh, that was a blessing because I was like, oh, that seems cool. I think I'm just going to get that, you know, and at the time it seemed like a little expense, but most people buy cruises and buy all of their stuff at one time. And that's where it adds up. But for, for me, and as you guys know, who have been listening to this for a while, I'm, I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty sharp with my, uh, you know, investing and, and where I put my money and, and, you know, how I work all that stuff. So this actually just kind of worked out because it was over time, you know? And so the first day we kind of checked in and, uh, we, we cashed in on all of our benefits for our key program, which is something that was like a VIP thing that I'd picked up. It was so funny because, I didn't realize that it was as big of a deal as what it was, and it was something that they did not advertise. I'd heard about it on a YouTube channel somewhere, and we ended up getting it, and it made us, you know, part of this amazing program where we got front row seats to everything. We got to eat really great food. We got awesome internet while we were on there, although to be on the internet is you know, for this downtime that is almost non-existent when you're on a ship. And we, we found that out pretty, pretty early on, but 
I went in with this mindset of, of facing my fears and uh, we'll tell you about some of the entertainment and stuff in a minute. Um, and so I went straight to the shore excursion desk and booked all this stuff, jet skis. Uh, we were, we got a, a beach bed, uh, in the Bahamas. Uh, I wanted to, um, do some bucket list things. We went to St. Martin and I wanted the authentic experience, uh, with someone that was local. I, I wanted the same thing when we went to St. Thomas and, you know, of course, as much as I could get from the private island of Royal Caribbean and Coco Cay. Well, um, I booked all the stuff, so we were good for that. Uh, we had the dining package, so we were able to eat different foods every night. Um, and, Mom, what was, your, what was your favorite out of the foods? We had, just, just to clarify before she, she answers this question, um, we had Italian one night. We had Jamie's Italian, and he's a Michelin chef, I believe. I, I don't know. He's got a show, I think. Um, and then we had, uh, like, five-star dining one night, which was awesome. That was probably our favorite. And then we did... Um, Oh, we did seafood two nights. And I, again, if you know me and you're listening to this, you probably know that I love seafood uh, almost in an unhealthy way. Um, a Wonderland. We went to um, Alice in Wonderland themed restaurant, which was awesome. You had to paint the menus to be able to see them. Uh, and it's for adults. It's you, you think that because it's Alice in Wonderland that it's kid based, but it's certainly not. Uh, it was for adults. I had a cotton candy mar- martini, uh, which was delicious. And we ate, you know, candy coated mushrooms. And, uh, you know, we had uh, these limes that were filled with tuna tartar and like a palate cleanser that was delicious. Uh, and you wouldn't believe that what, what it was. We had um, deviled eggs that were in a nest. And there was like the steam that came off of it. The bird's bird's nest. nest. Yes. Yeah, that was very good also. It was very good. Um, Which I was surprised. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be spicy, and it wasn't, which was kind of cool. So many appetizers. Oh, there were so many appetizers. And they were so unusual. And the portions were kind of small at Wonderland, which helped me a lot. Um, Because as you guys know, I had VSG surgery, and I've got a very tiny stomach, so... Uh, it gets, it gets hard for me. I've got to pick and choose like in this kind of situation where there's tons of food that you can choose from. I have to really sit there and think for a minute, you know, what foods do I like the most and what is worth putting in my stomach? Like you, you have to look at 30 different options and say, okay, I'll take four of them (laughs) and then I'll go with these. Um, but on, we, we saw some, some awesome entertainment too. The, the first night, uh, we went and we saw Earl Turner, I believe. Yeah, he was from Las Vegas, uh, very big in Las Vegas. And we got to see him and he danced and he told jokes and he brought you back to the fifties and sixties, the way things were. And love it. Oh, it was so good. And he played good oldies music mm-hmm. he danced so much he was, he was so a good. really good dancer we really really enjoyed him yes and that was that was kind of unexpected too like uh we had 
not known that he was a variety performer. We kind of just thought we were going to someone who was going to sing a couple show tunes. Uh, and mom and I love 50s and 60s music. When I was growing up, it was pretty much all that they listened to. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I have two older sisters that listen to 80s music. So those are my those are my sweet spots, 50s, 60s, and 80s. Uh, their sweet spots are the 70s. I don't know how that happened. Um, but I, I like the 70s music, too. Just not as much as the 50s, 60s, and 80s. Uh, so mom and I were in, like, seventh heaven jamming out to some... Uh, 50s and 60s music that was unexpected I didn't I didn't see that coming it was a lot of fun but um we watched the ship take off which was also really cool we were not not anticipating it but not, you know I was a couple I was a couple drinks down I was a couple drinks down uh they had they had frozen uh drinks of course and I had been hankering for uh you know an umbrella filled drink and and that was happening and so when we launched off from Miami, uh, there were other ships that were passing us. And the mood on one of these ships is so, so cool. Like everybody is so excited. They all have their drink in hand. There's all this cool music playing. Uh, and so as they were passing us, mom and I are sitting on the balcony and all of a sudden they start whistling and screaming. Everybody was out on their balcony. We thought that it was just us. Everybody on our ship was out on their balcony and they were like bon, voy- bon voyaging. Is that to leave? Yes. Uh, everybody from the other ship, which was awesome. And when you looked, you could see everybody out on their balcony too from the opposite ship. It was awesome. So um, that was one of the highlights. And then we had um, three sea, day- sea days. Uh, and there's like bars all over the place. So we got an awesome seat and we just started telling jokes and everybody was real united. Uh, everybody was in a great mood. They were had entertainment downstairs that were playing all kinds of music, uh, steel drums. I mean, just imagine it. It was, it was heaven uh, in the middle of the ocean. Everywhere you looked was this beautiful, you know, blue, like this unique color blue water. And, you know... I live away from my family, so to, to have them there was beyond uh, what I could have expected. I just kept looking and being like, oh my gosh, you know, we're, we're here together, and this is amazing, and I'm so glad that we made this choice, and it's finally happening, um, but I was thinking of that too when we were dancing to that, to that performer, but um, so we went to St. Martin first, Yes, and uh, we ran into I mean we kind of were just like let's play everything by ear we don't want to do anything too crazy um but I had some bucket list things I wanted to take care of and on that bucket list was you know find a local and uh you know see if they would take us on a tour and uh we were able to make that happen yes it was wonderful it was wonderful I mean found out so much about the island all the history so much so for those of you who don't know saint martin is a territory that's divided into two different uh two different territories there is the dutch side uh which is considered part of the netherlands antilles and then there is the french side and so uh we met this wonderful local her name was barbara and uh you know she asked us 
you know, after talking to her for a while, she, she asked us if we wanted to go on a tour and we were like, absolutely. And so she took us on like a three hour tour and we stopped at all of these different places that most people don't get a chance to go to. We got to see, you know, goats in people's yards. Yes. We got to, um, you know, go to the very poor areas, which as you guys know, I, I want as an end game to be able to help out the less fortunate as much as possible. And so I was taking mental notes of who needs help and where and how to get it to them and, and all this stuff. But more or less, she was taking us to some of the peaks of these mountains and the views were so intense like you know they have these huge holes in the earth where it's just crystal clear water there are different pathways of rocks that go to different mountains that are in the shores that you can go to that are surrounded by this clear water that you can see fish going through and you could see all these people walking too uh and the local barbara was giving us all of the information about what it's like to live there, what the government is like, what the currency is like, what the school kids are, uh, you know, living, how, how living is for them uh, with the different kinds of uniforms that they have to wear, what the food situation is like, what's it like during rainy season, and how do they make their money, what's their biggest money makers. Uh, so that was really cool. Yeah, and also what it was like uh, during a hurricane mm -hmm. and after the hurricane and you could look around and see where there were so many places that still weren't repaired right the roofs the roofs yeah. from hurricane irma uh which hit us hard here in southwest florida it's very scary i can't imagine being on an island uh of that size that you can drive around the entire one in three hours uh, but when we were looking at some of the more devastated neighborhoods, there were still no roofs or structure to some of the places that people were still currently living in. And that's kind of the side of the, the island that we wanted to see. We yes. wanted to be a part of the authentic experience. And so that was really cool. And then at the end, she brought us back. We got to see the planes go over the beach again. It's worth the Google it's one of the most famous beaches in the world where it's called Maho Beach and you sit there and it's right next to the airport and it was like 100 degrees and the planes go over your head, I mean, literally right over your head and you get hit by the jet blast from yes. it and mm -hmm. that was pretty interesting uh, but it was so hot and there were so many people and we just got some video of it real quick and then we hopped back into Barbara's car and she took us back to where our chairs were, where we laid out for a little bit. But beings that we are not professional cruisers by any stretch, as soon as we heard the ship horn, I'm not sure what the sound of it is, we were like, okay, time to get out of Dodge. So we went back to the ship, which was amazing. I don't know if I like the sea days better than the actual islands. I really enjoyed the sea days. Uh, but anyway, so uh, the following day we went to St. Thomas which was equally as beautiful more beautiful, beautiful. we actually beautiful. enjoyed saint thomas a little bit more than saint martin because it was a little bit more developed which was nice but we also did the tour with a local only we did it with a group this time and it wasn't just the you know just the main people and the peaks of the mountains in saint uh, Thomas were so high and so unbelievable that I would definitely put that on a fear conquering list. Yeah, that it was so beautiful. 
and the beaches. The sand was so white and soft under your feet, and we went in the water and enjoyed the water. It was an aqua color, just mm. it was unbelievable. beautiful. Unbelievable. The weather was great, and it's beautiful. It was really, really cool. Uh, loved that beach better, uh, a little bit, a little bit better, uh, because the water was so clear. You could go out in it and swim, and there was you could see the other people swimming around. Uh, you could uh, see fish swimming right right beneath you, and uh, we did see some huge fish. There is a, a big iguana life that happens on both of the islands that we went to, and that was kind of cool. Uh, a little bit intimidating, just because they uh, I think that the tourists feed them, so uh, they were a little wild. And uh, kind of chasing each other. Yes, (laughs) they swim, which is kind of cool. They came up on the cruise dock, actually, when we were on there. Uh, So it was wild. Uh, I got pictures of them. If you want to see it, it's on my Instagram, my Life Over Matter Instagram page, from the time. Uh, But a lot of times we were just hanging out on, on the balconies. We were watching the water, you know, looking for wildlife, which didn't happen very often. It's one of those things where it's so massive that it's breathtaking. Uh, Breathtaking to watch the sun come up and watch it go down and the moon come out. Uh, There was one point where it was like the middle of the night and we were sitting out and we were looking at all of the different ships that were kind of hanging out around the same spot of the ocean as us. And we don't know if they were barges or, or anything. But they just were big. Absolutely fascinating. Big. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, but in the spirit of conquering fears, uh, on our second sea day after we went to the two islands, which was awesome, uh, the ship has these slides on it. And when you go to the top... Uh, you are literally at the highest point on the entire ship. So it's super windy and very scary. You can see down to the bottom and you can see, you know, the Jack and Rose from the Titanic moment where the water is, is hitting the ship, which is <laughs> also very threatening. And I told myself, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go down this slide. You know, I, you know, grew up in Pennsylvania. We don't have a whole lot of water slides in Pennsylvania. <laughs> It's cold and wintry um, often there. It's like winter forever in Pennsylvania. And um, so I'd never really ridden a a water slide before. And uh, I said, you know what? I'm going to ride this slide. And and everybody was like, yeah, okay. And I was like, no, seriously, I'm going up there. I'm going to ride the slide. And I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to end up riding the slide. I'm going to get to the bottom and I'm going to be like, why did I do that? You know, just like I did with the Anakista. <laughs> where... But you did it. I did it. I, I had to have a drink first <laughs> just to kind of shake off the nerves. Uh, and I, I was like, okay. And I was by myself too, which was crazy. I was like, all right, this is happening. Me and every other 12-year-old that was on the ship (laughs) walked up, like, the seven flights of steps to get up to the top of this uh, slide. And uh, then, you know, I didn't feel so bad, though, because once I got to the top, I'd been standing there for a while. I turned around and I saw some older people, which made me feel like, okay, this isn't just for kids. I'm not, you know, going to be the girl who gets stuck in the middle of the slide. (laughs) You know, and um, so I did it. The, the, the guy was like, "So you're ready to do this?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's rock. Let's let's go." He was like, "All right." And I looked around, and I didn't realize that 
The slide is actually clear and goes over all 17 stories of the ship before it goes to, you know, darkness. And so I realized that as I was sitting down and getting ready to lift off. And you know what? I thought, screw it. I'm just going to go for it. And I did. I did. I, um, I went through. I saw the whole piece that went over the 17 floors and you know again on symphony of the seas at the bottom of 17 floors they have like a simulated central park and there's trees and you know they have bird sounds and crickets and i mean it's just like a park in the middle of the ship and 17 floors up those little trees look like twigs (laughs) i i was going through there and i'll tell you when you hit a certain level of fear, for me, I'm not a screamer. I'm like, you know, just silence. And that's what happened. I, I started going. And when I when I saw that, I was just like, here we go. At rock and roll. And I was quiet the whole way through the clear part. The whole way through all those stories. Because it was much more than 17 stories at that point. Because I had gone up, you know, seven additional stories, you know, from the ladder. And when I got to the bottom, you know, this is when you know that you've done something grand. Uh, Everybody was clapping. (laughs) And I was so excited. It it actually was a win. I was so happy that I did it. And I would have kept doing it. They had additional slides. And uh, one was yellow. So I knew that I would be able to see more. Like I was kind of hungry for more, which I thought was an awesome, awesome feeling since I'd been so scared for so long. Yeah. Yeah. We were really surprised that you went through with it all but you came out the bottom and big old smile on your face yeah um i i I think that you know even though uh it's taking me uh you know months to conquer like these little wins i think that they're adding up to be so much greater than i i think that i'll be able to look back on this uh and look back at the little wins when and realize they were actually the big wins so that's pretty awesome uh anyways that that's my conquering fear celebration which i'm pretty excited about and it gives me the motivation to you know try to conquer some additional things uh and you know i'll keep you guys posted on that too uh at any rate our last and final island was coco Cay in the bahamas beautiful it was very beautiful it's very tailored to the vacationer it's royal caribbean's private island in the bahamas and uh, unfortunately we woke up to pouring skies and like these these hail force winds it was ridiculous i mean it was crazy but we're troopers and we were like okay let's try this anyway and so we went out into the island and it was so cold um so beautiful so beautiful so cold cold. we were trying to imagine what it would be like on a warm day that's where we got the seabed i had to cancel the jet skis i was so bummed out but i was not i mean the water was like black and choppy uh, you know and in the caribbean so i was just like oh my gosh and uh canceled the jet skis the water park the water park we i we had gotten tickets to the water park because that was one of the other fears that i wanted they've got the highest water slide in north america i'm telling you when i go big i go big and i had to cancel that and uh we just we ended up getting cold and i liked being on the ship anyway so we kind of called it a wash and uh went back to the ship and just hung out so 
uh, in a nutshell, that was our trip. And you know that I'll talk your head off about all of these things. And some of it you care about and some of it you probably don't. So I want to thank everybody for listening to all of this. And thank you, Mom, for talking as much as I'd let you talk on oh, this. Oh, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. It was really fun. Um, we're definitely uh, going to do it again. Definitely. Uh, I'm not sure where we're going to go. Uh, you know, we were looking at like Mexico or Puerto Rico or other islands in the Bahamas. We want to go back to Coco Cay. Yeah, and uh, try to give it uh, a One champion shot at the, the <laughs> highest uh, waterslide in North America. Um, but I'll keep you guys posted on that too because you know that I am I'm full of tips and tricks on where to stow certain things away and and what to bring. When you go on a cruise, now I know what to now advise you to do. seasoned cruisers. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we're trying to become this this like loyal crown member uh, that's a platinum status at some point so that we can start getting some additional discounts. I'll keep you guys posted on that too as it happens, but it's a work in progress for <laughs> sure. Uh, anyway, uh, if you like listening to me, uh, definitely go back. This is season two that you're in right now. Go back to season one and listen to the goals. As you know, uh, I probably know by now anyway. You might have stumbled across this episode and uh, think that I'm a chronic vacationer. But uh, uh, the podcast is about, um, you know, us being our best selves and uh, doing for others uh, as much as we possibly can to create uh, a, gr- a great, a, a better life and educating ourselves and knowledge is power and being great leaders and uh, educators, even if you're not a teacher and uh, kind of shining the light for others. And uh, it started out as a uh, goal for a New Year's resolution last year, and uh, every Wednesday and Saturday come a new episode, 8 a.m., and uh, as I go on this journey, I was uh, going to end it in January and uh, just wasn't finished yet and had so much more that I wanted to do and so much that I, I wanted to share with you, and um, the listeners uh, helped inspire me to do the same. So uh, please feel free to catch up on the episodes. I'm also doing a book series. It's a new thing that I'm doing this year just to kind of keep my mind busy. And uh, the first book was amazing. It was about deathbed visits. I also get very spiritual in this podcast, uh, you know, because I, I, you know, I'm just curious. I'm a curious person. And, um, you know, that was an amazing book, my favorite book. I was reading it again, decided to read it on here. And then uh, the following book, which is happening right now, is The Untethered Soul. I read it a little bit faster than I did the last one because it's a little bit more detailed, totally different type of book. Um, and I tell everybody, they're not related to each other uh, or the podcast itself. So uh, it's kind of a separate thing. You can listen to it all if you'd like. Uh, and as long as I get a lot of listeners that listen to it, I'll continue uh, when I read a book, reading it on here. If it's really good, I'm thinking of reading The Alchemist as the next book series, but we'll see. Playing it by ear. Uh, still got to get my mind right after um, coming back and uh, getting back on the horn of, of work and and the whole thing. So uh, if you're... Um, if you have any feedback for me, uh, you can reach me at my Life Over Matter Instagram page, uh, or you can leave me a message on the Anchor app. Uh, until next time, thank you for listening, and uh, have a great morning, a wonderful afternoon, and a good night.